You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As expected, the Chicago Bears used the franchise tag on Allen Robinson, the first of many of their own free agents they should try and re-sign before the new league year starts next week. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook or join the Locked On Bears Facebook group. On the show today, we'll be joined by Zach Pearson from Bear Report to go through the Chicago Bears' own free agents. Now that Allen Robinson is in the fold, there's some difficult financial maneuvering the Chicago Bears still need to do, but we'll put that aside to have a more on-field-based breakdown of whether the team should bring back players like Tishon Gibson, Roy Robertson-Harris, Cordero Patterson, and of course, Mitch Trubisky. We've already done some podcasts about making the finances work. Just a couple days ago, we had Brad Spielberger on from Pro Football Focus to go through some of the different contract extending and restructuring the Bears can do to create 40-plus million dollars of more salary cap movement. We've talked about this Allen Robinson contract situation at length. A couple of weeks ago, we had Tyler Dunn on to break down when the Bears stopped negotiating with Robinson and all the different frustrations from Allen Robinson's perspective. So we've kind of touched on a lot of that. So today I want to turn to what's next for the Bears, and that's re-signing some of their own free agents. Joining us now on the Locked On Bears podcast is Zach Pearson. He covers the Chicago Bears over at bearreport.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. He is on Twitter at Zach underscore Pearson. Zach are you ready for the offseason? Have you enjoyed some of the downtime here? And are you ready for things to start really picking up here? Thanks for having me on, Lauren. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I am ready for things to start picking up. A couple weeks ago, I was like, this is nice. Like in February, there's not much going on. Uh, I could kind of relax. And now that we're in March, I'm like, just bring it all on. Let's hit free agency and then kind of let's get going here. Yeah, well, Ryan Pace got going early on Tuesday afternoon, finally applying the franchise tag to Allen Robinson kind of like we expected. Where, what's sort of your sense of how the Bears have handled this negotiation, handled the Allen Robinson? What do you think they should do, and do you think they have handled it the right way up to this point? Yeah, ideally you want to lock down your best players, specifically your best player on offense in Allen Robinson. And I think, you know, last offseason was kind of when things started to make headlines of, you know, the Bears still have to extend Robinson. They still have to, you know, keep him here for, for the long term. And then as time went on, I mean, it just kind of got like, what are they actually doing? Are they actually negotiating? Um, which side deserves the blame? Uh, I tend to usually side with the players on contracts and money. If you're an athlete and you can get that money, more power to you. Um, so I, I don't necessarily know if the Bears are fully to blame because we actually don't know what the negotiations were. Um, there was kind of rumors out that Robinson was looking for like 18, 19 million a year, um, a bunch of guaranteed money. 
But he's a guy that, you know, deserves it, especially for a Bears team that you look at this offense and outside of David Montgomery, um, you have Darnell Mooney, who's kind of emerging now. Allen Robinson is definitely their best offensive player, and you want to keep those guys here. So, yeah, it was it was kind of just a situation that, you know, once it got to week one and we got to talk to Robinson ahead of that Detroit game, he pretty much said, like, my focus is on football. And that's kind of when I knew – we're not really going to get anything here during the regular season. It's going to have to be at the end of the year. And I really thought it would come down to the the wire and it did. And I think the bears made the right call franchise tagging him. You can't let him leave your building like this and hit free agency because if he does, he's definitely gone uh, somewhere else on a three to four year deal. So I, I expected them to get it done. I would have been completely shocked if, you know, we went today in about what an hour and 20 minutes before the deadline and he, and he wasn't um, franchise tagged, but that's not the case now, and, and he's tagged, so he's here at least one more year. Yeah, the franchise tag kind of puts the Bears in a precarious salary cap spot. They have to leave at around $18 million for that tag, and they're already a little bit over the salary cap. So obviously <laughs> some, some moves to be made in the future here to reduce some cap space before they can even start re-signing some of their own other players. Robinson, of course, the big domino there now that now they can start to kind of make some of these other moves. And I, I want to play a little game with you going through these Bears free agents. We're going to call it Tender. It's much like Tinder. We're going to swipe left or swipe right on these Chicago Bears, just their own free agents as far as swipe right if you want to bring them back, if you want to try and, I guess, match with them. And we're going to make it weirdly not romantic. It's a perfectly platonic football app that we're swiping on here. But we'll go through back and forth on some of these players and, and who, we, which, who we might swipe on, why we might swipe on. And to some extent, we may have to figure out the money a little bit later because there's going to be some more moves to be had. So are you on board? Yeah, this will actually be the first time I've done uh, Tinder or Tender, so that kind of shows my age, but uh, I like this. I like this idea. I'm ready for it. All right. Well, we'll get your swiping thumbs ready. Let's start Let's start with what I think will be the most handsome of the Chicago Bears free agents, Pat O'Donnell, the punter. None of the Bears specialists are currently under contract next year. He's been a fine punter, I suppose, but you know he's not the best punter in the NFL. I guess, are you swiping left or swiping right on Pat O'Donnell? I would swipe right. Um, I think I would swipe right because I think in a year like this, um, like you said, they still have to move money somewhere and find that money. The options out there probably aren't as great, and you can get Donald to come back on a one-year cheap deal. Yeah, there's some parallels there between that and real Tinder as far as you know, going back to the, the girl that you know as opposed to something new and different from the outside that, that might be quite a bit worse. But the Bears are going to have to swipe left on some of their own players. They can't afford to bring them all back. So we'll start differentiating between this group and figuring out which Bears belong and which ones will play elsewhere next season next on Locked On Bears. Our March bracket of Built Bars continues this week with Built Bar Madness, putting the best Built Bar flavors side by side up against each other to really determine which is the best of the best. Because they all are delicious. They're all part of the best-tasting protein bars on the market. Low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. And, of course, the taste is the number one appeal. But as we start to put them head-to-head, it, it can be a tough matchup. We've got banana nut bread versus toffee almond, both giving you some different types of flavors there. I am always going to lean banana bread in any and all 
matchups not involving coconut, which we'll get to in the coming days. Toffee almond is fine, but I am a banana bread guy through and through. It's not that weird artificial taffy type banana. It tastes like banana bread in a built bar. And our other matchup is a good one orange built bar versus peanut butter built bar. And I like the orange chocolate flavor mix, but that's not strong enough to defeat the elite flavor mixture of peanut butter and chocolate. So those two are getting my votes over at builtbar.com or on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use our promo code locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. That's locked on two zero to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. So we're here with Zach Pearson from Bear Report playing a game of Tender. Again, it's like the dating app Tinder, but instead of swiping left and right on potential dating partners, we are swiping left and swiping right on the Chicago Bears' own free agents. So as we move through this roster, what about Cairo Santos? A little bit more of a difficult evaluation there. A little bit, I mean, obviously we liked what we saw last season, but... They also have Eddie Pinero as a restricted free agent, but Cairo Santos, are you swiping left or swiping right on the kicker? Man, um, I, I, I would swipe right just because I think he proved last year that he at least deserves another chance. Um, and, and what's going to be a funky year of the Bears have to win now, otherwise this thing's going to get blown up. If you bring him back on a one-year deal, it, you know if he's if he stinks, you can always make a, a move in the mid, middle of the year. But I think it just makes sense to have this guy, and if not, you can move on from him after next year. Are you also bringing back Eddie Pinero and making it an open competition, or do you feel like you have to sort of both reward Cairo Santos and also give him that confidence boost to say you're our guy? Yeah, I, I would probably swipe left on Pinero. Um, I just, you know, the the injury last year held him out. And I think Cairo's done enough where you kind of want to give him that confidence. Like, yep, you've won this job. You're the guy. Uh, we don't even want to put competition that way into his head. Um, so I would probably swipe left on Pinero. Yeah, and obviously Santos is a guy that uh, Matt Nagy has a pretty firm affinity for. So the okay. connection there is definite. Uh, what about another guy with a, a strong Matt Nagy love affair? I guess sort of sticking in the special teams theme, Cordero Patterson, a big recruiter on Twitter while well, a – a attempted free agent recruiter on Twitter really hasn't done a successful recruiting job up to this point, a fun offensive special team gadget player, but not cheap. At least wasn't cheap the last couple of years and maybe some transition coming on offense. Swipe left, swipe right. Cordero Patterson. Oh man. Um, This is probably going to be the toughest one to answer, you know, just because I think it would have to depend on the contract. Like you said, he was not cheap the last two years and for what you're paying him, you need more at that running back position from him. Um, hey, but the value on special teams is just, you know, I think it just gets so understated how important he is on special teams. I will say I'm going to swipe right. And I'm going to say, because I think this would be kind of like their quote unquote big splash, even though it's just retaining a player. I think they would be willing to spend a little money, but I do think it'll be a cheaper deal, and I do think it'll be one year. Um, if you can get him at one year and you know, a couple million, I think that's worth it. Anything after that, I would definitely swipe left. Do you think there's more room for Patterson in this offense in a not 
weird pandemic year, like with perhaps an upgraded quarterback and with, you know, just with everything that seemed to be going on last offseason. And then they, they kind of forced him into that running back role after Tariq Cohen got hurt. Like, do you think Matt Nagy got to use Cordero Patterson in the ways that he wanted to? Or do you think there's there's room there? Or do you think Nagy could have more ideas and, and other ways that maybe he had intended to use him but just didn't get to because of how last year went? I think the best role for Cordell Patterson in the offense is anything outside of the fourth and one or the fourth and shorts that <laughs> Matt Nagy just loves going to with him. Um, so, yeah, I do think there is a role. Um, and when Tariq Cohen, you know, went out, that Bears offense definitely changed because Cohen does a lot of things that people really don't notice. I mean, he's a guy when he's on the field um, in that backfield or when they sometimes split him out, defenses kind of pay attention because of the speed. Um, so when they lost that, you know, I think they tried to do that with Cordero Patterson, just never worked. And it, and it went to that third and short, fourth and short, that never worked. So I do think there is a role. I, I, going back two years ago, you know, they used them a lot of those jet sweeps and a couple of them worked. I'd like to see him kind of mix that stuff in more, maybe some screens um, to Patterson as a wide receiver. Maybe that would work. Um, but I do think there is a role in the offense for him. One more offensive guy before we uh, get things switched up a little bit here. Offensive line, Jermaine Effetti, kind of brought in in the competition initially and filled in at a couple different spots fairly well. But this was always kind of a a reclamation project and kind of a prove it year bears one upgrade on the offensive line. Can, can they upgrade and also still have a Fetty in there? Are you swiping left or swiping right to keep Jermaine Ooh. a Fetty? I, you know, seeing what happened with Bobby Massey, the projected being the cuts, um, they're going to have to find a right tackle, probably have to find another left tackle as well. Um, eventually I do think they're going to keep Charles Leno. I would, with a Fetty, I think I would give him another shot just because I do think he did play a little better down the stretch when they had to move him. And he's a guy, I mean, he's already proven, hey, if they need me to play, play inside, if they need me to play outside, I'll do it. He didn't complain when they asked him to move to tackle. Um, and I do think depth on the offensive line, that's the one position that really on the offense, you can't have enough depth. You know, especially the Bears looking at them the last couple of years, they've had injuries all over. I don't think he'd be a starter. Maybe week one he'd come in. Maybe they'd try to find someone else to replace him. I, I would try to bring him back in a cheap one-year deal to see um, what he's got is just a depth piece. And, you know, worst case scenario for you, maybe he starts at tackle for Bobby Massey um, in week one, which may not be awful. Um, if he can play well, I think it could pay off. But you know, this could be another one of those prove it deals um, for him. I, I would, I would swipe right and bring him back um, on a one year deal. Yeah, and again, with all these, you know, we're we're sort of throwing the money aside a little bit here, and yeah. understanding that we're only bringing these guys back if some of the free agent dollars line up correctly. And I have a feeling it, the free agent dollars are going to be a little bit more difficult to line up for. Roy Robertson Harris. It's everything yeah. that we keep hearing is that he may have a market as kind of a young emerging defensive lineman, but he never really locked down the starting job in Chicago either and, and got beat out by a fifth round pick in Bilal Nichols for a little while there. Still a lot of upside to like there and a, a guy the Bears have actually developed. So are you, are you swiping right or swiping left on Roy Robertson Harris? I would swipe left. Um, I, I just think he hasn't really reached that full potential. You know, ever since he joined them a couple of years ago, you saw a guy who's got great size, good speed, and, and someone that they thought on that defensive line could be a, a key piece. 
Um, I, I would swipe left and kind of go back to your point. You know, this is a weird year because, you know, of, of the COVID situation last year, the money's just not there for teams. So it, it is t- kind of hard to judge these players and, and there's going to be tough decisions to make. So I, I think, you know, you have to kind of cut your losses here, just move on from uh, Roy Robertson Harris, especially it's easier now with that emergence from Bilal Nichols and a guy like Brent Urban, if they bring him back as well. Yeah, it always kind of felt to me like, you know, the defensive line coach, I guess, who's now gone, Jay Rogers, he did such a good job of developing Bilal Nichols and getting Brent Urban and Mario Edwards and John Jenkins and before that, Nick Williams. And, like, they could find defensive linemen anywhere off the street and seemingly get great play out of all of them. And yet, they couldn't seem to quite get that same development and consistency from Roy Robertson Harris. And, you know, is that is that an indictment of... Of Jay Rod, like, are they just finding good players, or I mean, I guess how do you how do you see Robertson Harris's development in in that context? Like, do you who do you blame there? Yeah, you know, it's tough to put the blame on Rodgers, and and it's definitely not you know on Roy Robertson's work ethic or anything like that. Because like you mentioned, I mean, they've had a bunch of hits on that defensive line. You know, they brought in Brent Urban late in the season two years ago, and he was fine from last season. Uh, you know, finding guys like Mario Edwards and uh, Bilal Nichols' emergence. So I, I don't know, maybe it was just a case of it just kind of didn't work out. Maybe he doesn't really fit the scheme that they're running. Um, maybe he could just use, you know, a fresh start. Because we look, and one name you mentioned, Nick Williams, he had that big year a couple of years ago and then went to Detroit. It was seemingly, you know, pretty quiet for the Lions. So I, I don't really think it's maybe coaching. I, I just think maybe it's, you know, he just needs a fresh start. Maybe that potential, we overvalued that potential he could have and he just never, you know, never mounted to it. Yeah, that theme has kind of been too common among players the Bears end up letting walk in for the agency, including at least one more player on our list as we keep Swiping left and swiping right with Tender right here on Locked On Bears. NFL free agency will be a great time to get some fun prop bets in at betonline.ag. Because even without the season going on and games to have spreads and over-unders with, BetOnline has NFL and other sports bets available for you year-round. NFL futures, NFL draft props, college football futures, Canadian Football League, and of course, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, tennis, and so much more. It's why it is the number one place we recommend and the number one place we trust. Sign up today for a free account and use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online your online sportsbook experts. The Chicago Bears got great value last season out of Tashawn Gibson as a starting safety. Another position, every year they seem to just be able to find another cheap player and plug him into the starting lineup and perform at a pretty high level. But this year's free agent safety class is looks to be one of the best safety free agent groups I've seen in a long time, multiple Pro Bowl caliber players all available. Of course, finance has become a challenge with some of that. And it's all about trying to get the best fit for Eddie Jackson. So are you bringing back to Sean Gibson or letting him walk? Yeah, you definitely want that consistency back there in the safety position. Something they haven't had since, you know, Adrian Amos was there in 2017, 2018 with Eddie Jackson. I think Tashawn Gibson played well last season. And I do think this could be a case did he play too well 
um, which kind of works against the Bears' favor because if he can go out and get a, a better deal somewhere, he's probably gone. Um, I, if I'm the Bears, I would try to bring him back, so I would swipe right. I would also try to draft a safety. Um, but you know, like I said, we could be facing a situation here where it might not be up to the Bears. They might offer him something, and he could find a, a better deal elsewhere because of how well he played. Ideally, though, you do want that consistency. You want you know the the guy starting in your secondary multiple years together and playing well and knowing each other. So in that way, I would definitely bring him back. I just man, you know, the money might be the tough part on this one. Yeah, and I know he was uh, teammates on the Texans with the new Bears secondary coach, Mike Adams. So I'm curious to see if that connection is strong enough to bring him back or if, if he will be able to find better financial things elsewhere because, yeah, I think you're right that it's another one of those if-the-price-is-right type deals. You'd love mm-hmm. to bring everybody back, if you, I mean, pretty yeah. much if you could afford them, but if Gibson can get that big deal, I imagine he will be going elsewhere. He, uh, he has the tie with, uh, I believe, Mike Pettin was in Cleveland when Gibson was there too. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Another, yeah, so I think now he's got, yeah, he's got a couple ties on that defense now. Maybe that'll be enough for him to take, I don't know if it can call it a hometown discount after one yeah. year, but enough to, to want to come back to this Bears defense and kind of see things through. Uh, how about a guy that may not want to come back, but for our purposes, let's pretend that it's the Bears' choice to swipe left or swipe right on quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I, I'm I'm swiping left. I just, you know... It's nothing against Mitch, and, and he'll forever be in that 2017 draft, um, you know, with Mahomes and Watson, and that's definitely not his fault. Um, Ryan Pace is the one that traded up to grab him. Ryan Pace is the one that failed to do the evaluation on Deshaun Watson. I just think, you know, for both sides, it's better off if Trubisky's not here next year. Let him go and get a one-year prove-it deal somewhere to compete for a starting job. It shouldn't be in Chicago you know, it's just for me. I've had this argument with people, and, and I've, I've I hear both sides, and, I, and there are points on both sides. I just think it comes down to how much does Mitch Trubisky move that needle this season? I don't think it's much. Does he move the needle more than Nick Foles would? I think so, and I wouldn't advocate. I, I I've said it. I think the Bears are closer to Nick Foles and a rookie quarterback they are than to Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson being their starter. And I don't even want that. I'd want. Nick Foles nowhere be, near being a starting quarterback. I just think that's going to happen. So I just think with with Trubisky, it's it just doesn't do anyone good. I think he needs a fresh start. I don't think Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace want to put their one year of we have to win now in the hands of Mitchell Trubisky. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think from the Bears' perspective, you swipe left. And to kind of, you know, from Mitch Trubisky's perspective, I would also swipe left as well for if he wants, you know, in terms of him wanting to come back. Yeah, I'm with you there 100%. I think – it's best for both parties to kind of part ways. I know I've been kind of focusing in on Bears' own free agents, but since you mentioned it briefly there with quarterbacks, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you as well that a Watson and Wilson trade still feels largely unlikely for a lot of different reasons financially and, and trade compensation. So if you're Bears' general manager, knowing that you're maybe put yourself in Ryan Pace's shoes, so you do feel that pressure of like, maybe I'm going to lose my job if I don't figure something out, what are you what is your plan, I guess? For Obviously, you can't guarantee that something's going to happen, but what, how do you approach the quarterback offseason from there if you sort of assume that these trades are pretty much unrealistic? Yeah, you know, if you can't, obviously, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, they're the home run. I, I think every Bears fan would agree those two are the top of the list. Um, but like you said, right now, it might sound a little unrealistic. You know, this could next week, you know, I, I could, we could be talking, I could say, oh man, this is 
you know, things have kind of picked up. I don't think that's the case right now. So I, I think, you know, putting those two aside, I would say, you know, finding a quarterback in the draft, but you're going to have to trade up. And I, I think, you know, there was a little talk yesterday. Maybe Mac Jones might, you know, jump Trey Lance in the rankings of quarterbacks might be selected first. I think that's actually best case scenario for the bears kind of maybe push Lance a little back. Cause I, I, I don't, I, I don't like, you know, I'm not, against Mac Jones as a prospect. I don't think he's a player you want to trade up for. I do think Trey Lance, who has a lot of upside, is a player you could trade up for. Obviously, you'd want Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Those are kind of going to be unrealistic at this point. So I would go the route of a rookie quarterback like that, maybe trying to see if you can move up 10 spots and get into that top 10 um, on draft night. If not, you know, maybe maybe call Atlanta, see what they do with Matt Ryan. I, I do think that'd be interesting because if the Falcons are sitting there at four and let's say, um, you know, Jamar Chase goes three or two, you know, goes number three um, or another non-quarterback goes number three and they could have their choice, you know, maybe of Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, depending how, you know, those picks fall. I do think they would take a quarterback and then put Matt Ryan on the market. So I, I think the Bears, you know, they don't want to wait to the draft because you kind of want to get your quarterback situation figured out now, but they might not have a chance. And, you know, especially if the Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson thing aren't happening. I, it's going to be interesting because the, I feel like Ryan Pace is very desperate and, you know, he, he has to make a move to save his job and sure up the quarterback position. And at worst, you know, maybe they're not very good next year and they don't see, you know, they, maybe they go eight and eight or seven and nine and they have a playoff loss. If, if Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy look at the ownership and George McCaskey and say, Hey, we traded up to get this quarterback. You know, we, we went up and got a prospect that, you know, does this bias a couple of years. That could be another case as well. I just, like Peter King said, I think they're almost kind of screwed in a way that they're <laughs> not going to get, you know, they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. They're probably not going to get Zach Wilson. They're probably not going to get Justin Fields. So you're realistically, you're looking at, if you do trade up, maybe Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Um, I would definitely be intrigued by, you know, maybe Matt Ryan, see what he has, if you can bring him here. All right, one more bonus tender free agent that just kind of came up today. All of a sudden, an old flame is back out on the market. Kyle Long <laughs> announces that he's returning to football, or he's hired an agent and is, is attempting to return to football. I think from Kyle's perspective, there were some sorry, some sore feelings about Matt Nagy, and, and he may not want to play for the Chicago Bears, but if we throw that aside for a moment and say maybe he buried the hatchet or whatever, are you swiping right or swiping left on Kyle Long? You know, I with all due respect to Kyle Long, I would say swipe left just because I think you, you want to get younger on the offensive line. Um, and I do think, you know, like you said, if we take all the equation of how, you know, he acted, how the Bears acted, whatever happened with that, you know, nasty breakup. I, I think he's kind of realizing he didn't really handle it well. Uh, we really don't know the bear side of the story, so can't really comment on that. But I would probably say, you know, swipe left just because you want to get younger. And I do think this is a good offensive line draft. And I do think you can find prospects on day two to kind of bring in um, for your offensive line. And, and right now, if we look at maybe, you know, Sam Musper starts at center and you, and you move James Daniels and Cody White here to guard. And you kind of bring in a veteran or a young guy. I, I just think, you know, Kyle Long, great guy, really good run here in Chicago, but kind of like Mr. Biscuits, it might be better, you know, when he does return to kind of get a fresh start elsewhere. 
Well, Zach, I appreciate you uh, swiping right on us today and, and joining us for the podcast. I'll let everybody know a little bit more about where they can find your work and if you got anything big in store for us at Bay Report. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, anytime you want to do this, let me know. More than happy to. Um, thanks for having me on. And and you can read my work on the Bear Report. We got a ton of free agency draft stuff. We're doing draft uh, profiles right now. Um, a lot of free agency stuff for next week. And and you can follow me on Twitter at Zach Z A C K underscore Pearson. Um, yeah. Thanks again, Lauren. This was awesome. Great idea with the uh, swipe right and uh, swipe right and swipe left. I very enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's uh, we're appealing to the millennials like us. I guess so. We're uh, right? you know we're we're reaching the younger demographic here with the <laughs> with our free agency uh, dating app here. So I appreciate you playing along, and yeah, we'll definitely do this again. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Thanks again to Zach Pearson from Bear Report for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed our conversation. Make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. As we draw closer to the start of the new league year, we'll go through all of the Bears' different free agent options and try and get a sense of the landscape of where they could find talented players if they can create the salary cap space for them. Of course, we'll keep you up to date on any and all transactions the Bears make, contract restructurings, players being released, players being re-signed, but they've got some work to do before they can start looking at too many outside players there. So we will be your one-stop shop five days a week for everything you need to know on your favorite team. So I hope you'll follow along with us throughout the offseason. It's not as fun without having games on every weekend, but there's still always some Bears action going on. Still something for us to break down. And I hope all of it helps make this offseason time a little bit easier, make it go by a little bit faster, and most importantly, helps you bear down.